I said. Aunt Francesca, said Rose, with a whimsical sadness, do you realize that I'm forty today? That's nothing, returned the other serenely. Everybody has been forty, or will be if they live. I haven't lived yet, Rose objected. I've only been alive. While there's life, there's hope, quoted Madame lightly. What do you want, dear child? Battle, murder, and sudden death? I don't know what I want. Let's take an inventory and see if we can find out. You have one priceless blessing. Good health. You have considerably more than your share of good looks. Likewise, a suitable wardrobe. Not many clothes, but few. And those few, good. Clothes are supposed to please and satisfy women. You have musical talent, a love of books and flowers, a fine appreciation of beauty, a host of friends, and that one supreme gift of the gods, a sense of humor. In addition to all this, you have a comfortable home and an income of your own that enables you to do practically as you please. Could you ask for more? Not while I have you, Aunt Francesca. I suppose I'm horrid. You couldn't be, my dear. I've left marriage out of the question. Since, if you'd had any deep longing for it, you'd have chosen someone from the horde that has infested my house for fifteen years or more. You've surely been loved." Rose smiled and bit her lip. "'I think that's it,' she murmured. "'I've never cared for anybody like that. At least I don't think I have.' "'When in doubt, don't,' resumed the other, taking refuge in a platitude. "'Is there any one of that faithful procession whom you particularly regret?' "'No,' answered Rose truthfully. "'Love is like a vaccination,' continued the little lady in grey, with seeming irrelevance. "'When it takes—' You don't have to be told. Her tone was light, almost flippant, and Rose, in her turn, wondered at the woman and her marvellous self-control. At twenty-five, Madame Bernard married a young French soldier who had chosen to serve his adopted country in the War of the Rebellion. In less than three months, her gallant captain was brought home to her, dead. For a long time, she hovered uncertainly between life and death. Then one day, she sat up, and asked for a mirror. The ghost of her former self looked back at her, for her color was gone, her hair was quickly turning gray, and the light had vanished from her eyes. Yet the valiant spirit was not broken, and that day, with high resolve, she sent her soul forward upon the new way. He was a soldier, she said, and I, his wife, will be a soldier too. He faced death bravely, and I shall meet life with as much courage as God will give me. But do not, oh, do not even speak his name to me, or I shall forget I am a soldier and become a woman again. So gradually it became understood that the young soldier's name was not to be mentioned to his widow. She took up her burden and went on, devoting herself to the army service until the war was over. Then she ceased to labor with lint and bandages and betook herself to new surroundings. Her husband's brother offered her a home, but she was unable to accept for the two men looked so much alike that she could not have borne it. Sometimes even now she turned away in pain from Rose, who resembled her father. "'Rich man, poor man, beggar man, thief,' Madame Bernard was saying. "'I seem to run to conversational antiques tonight. Doctor, lawyer, merchant, chief. Which will you have, Rose? If I remember rightly, you've had all but the thief already.' Shall I get you a nice embezzler, or will a plain burglar do? Neither, laughed Rose. 
I'm safe from embezzlers, I think, but I live in nightly fear of being burgled, as you well know. Nonetheless, we've got to take the risk. Isabel will not be contented with you and me. She'll want other hats on the rack besides the prehistoric relic we keep there as a warning to burglars. I'd forgotten Isabel, answered Rose with a start. What is she doing? Dressing for dinner. My dear, that child brought three trunks with her, and I understand another is coming. She has enough clothes to set up a modest shop, should she desire to go into trade, as the English say. I'd forgotten Isabel, said Rose again. We must find some callow youths to amuse her. A girl of twenty can't appreciate a real man. Sometimes a girl of forty can't either, laughed Madame, with a sly glance at Rose. Cheer up, my dear, I'm nearly seventy, and I assure you that forty is really very young. It's scarcely eight.